0: Can you see it? Did you know It
2: but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot. He scores! Moments' notice.
0: Adamsley. You're listening to Canucks Conversations. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't I cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demco
2: involved. I wanted them in and Valentine's Day. Wow. Really? We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now.
0: What out? steals cutting in shoots don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air let's go Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Check them out on all platforms. They've got a retail location in Surrey for all of your trading card needs. Go check them out. The best part about Zephyr Epic is actually their online service of free shipping, on any order, over $50, Canada-wide, from? From Nanaimo.
2: Pause for effect. That's long
0: pause, and you turned your head. People can't see it. When we go live in the fall, people will be able to see all these uh, head movements you do, but you, you stopped and you turned and looked at me. Longing gaze.
2: Nanaimo, my hometown, to Newmarket, Ontario.
0: Why did you pick Newmarket?
2: Well, we spoke with somebody from Newmarket today after practice.
0: I think you can say who it was. I'll get to that.
2: <laughs> First, I want to talk about the golf course in Newmarket. You know St. Andrew's Golf Course, of course. They play, the, uh, play the British Open there. Never heard of it. Well, it's, it's a pretty big deal. I think it's where golf started. I think. I could be wrong there. It's no Burnaby Mountain. Well, it's you're right. It's nothing close to Burnaby Mountain. <laughs> uh, St. Andrews, I believe where golf started. I could be wrong. Either that or they just say that on the British Open. Uh, but anyways, in Newmarket, they have St. Andrews Valley. So I wonder how different uh, St. Andrews Valley. Apparently, pretty nice course from what I've seen online here. Quick look at it. The real reason I picked Newmarket, because I was thinking about this lately, it's fun to, to talk about... These cities and these towns across Canada that have a ridiculous list of notable people. So, you ready for Newmarket? Well, Connor McDavid. By the way, 87,942 in 2021. Okay. So, Connor McDavid, probably not the most famous person from Newmarket. What? Yeah. Connor McDavid, he's from Newmarket. Quentin Byfield from Newmarket, you know, second overall pick by the LA Kings, prospect, should be playing in the NHL this year. Travis Dermott, we talked to him today. There's the guy who's more famous than McDavid. Darren Archibald. Oh, never mind. It's him. But I think more famous than all four of those. Actor, comedian, Jim Carrey from Newmarket, Ontario.
0: Is he really?
2: Yeah. He's more famous than McDavid for sure.
0: Yeah, more people recognize Jim Carrey than Conor McDavid. Yeah, I'm Did saying you I see, think he's the most famous there. I can't remember which city or which country, then I'm not sure where it was, where they just showed... I think it was the US. They just showed people a picture of Conor McDavid. They're like, can you name this person for $100? Mm-hmm. And, like, no one could do it. That's tough. That is tough. I wonder what it's like in Canada for that. Well, they can't do that. they the run content, out of money.
2: This is what we've got to start doing for content because these late night shows, they get the best content from just... Rando's on the street.
0: You can't do that in Vancouver, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could in certain You don't courses. talk to people on the street in Vancouver. No, Burnaby. People aren't very, very receptive when people walk up to them with a mic, I don't think.
2: No, that's true, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They they crush it down on, like, uh, what is it, like, Hollywood Boulevard? Is that where they do that? Down in... Uh,
0: Although you got a very likable approach. You know, like, if you walked up to someone with a mic, like, one, they might recognize you if they're a Canucks fan. I doubt it. If you're hanging around Canucks or Rogers Arena there... You you're pretty approachable though. Well, you yeah, you big, look like a big scary. YouTube star
2: now. I got 97 views on my last uh, YouTube yeah. video. Yeah some somebody please go watch the damn youtube videos you and know, we get thousands and thousands of people listening to this podcast every episode and i got 45 people on the on the youtube watching me talk and it takes a lot of effort to go up and do these youtube videos
0: you're going to have to subscribe to the nation network youtube channel at some point folks because and that's what the out, show
2: is i got this i go up and i film on the roof of my building i got security coming up there staring at me so i'm doing these things under pressure they just sit, they just stand there and stare at me i'm not going to stop cuz i'm like Honestly, most of these YouTube videos, one take, boom, one take. Sometimes I okay, get two takes. Did one with you today. Had to do two takes for the first time. I was on a streak of five-minute videos yeah. being one take. And it's like you flub a couple words here and there, whatever. But, yeah, I had to stop one with you today. Um, two takes for that one.
0: Why Why is security watching you, sorry?
2: I don't know. They just come up there, and it's like I never see them unless I set up the tripod and – and they're just like, they're just standing there. I look, you can probably see it in all the YouTube videos. I look over and see them for like one second. I'm like, oh God, here we okay, go. Okay, so. I, I got to talk about uh, Elias Pettersson here for blah, blah, blah.
0: They're either Canucks fans or they were sent by the owners of the building and the hockey club. Mm. Same owners. To go make sure you're saying nice things about the team. Well, it's
2: prospects reports that I'm doing up there. So I'm always... You so know, obviously it's favorable You know coverage. how I am. You yeah. know how I am. I like uh, like my prospects. All right. New Market. <laughs> public Library, Quads. We like to get into public libraries on this uh, segment here. And I'll tell you, New Market's got one of the best we've seen so far. Free access to 175,000 items at the, uh, at the New Market Public Library. This includes books, audiobooks, magazines, three things that you know of, uh, they also have these things called DVDs quads. They used to be around before Netflix. And CDs, they used to be around before Spotify and Apple Chris, Music.
0: Chris, you just described every library, like, ever. Yeah, but this one has 175,000 of them. I'm sure it's pretty similar here, though. Like, like I said, I, I'm pretty sure you just described every library ever. Well, yeah, now that I... Uh... Now that I look it up
2: here, as, as, as I like to do my information, I like it always be to, to be very correct. Got to do your own research. Yeah, so Vancouver Public Library. And, and listen, I thought New Market had a big library, 175,000. That sounds like a lot of items. That sounds like a lot of items. I don't know if they're counting pages there or what. But Vancouver Public Library, 9.5 million items. <laughs> so <laughs> New Market's is uh, not as big as I thought. So the library, but here's the other thing. This this New Market Public Library, according to uh, my sources, which I find online, doing all this research before we do these shows, they also have video games available there. Do you think that... Coquitlam uh, Public Library did as well, baby. Like, what kind of video... Are are we talking uh, math munchers and uh, and those type of games?
0: I borrowed... Do you remember the game? It's called Backyard Baseball. Yeah. I borrowed that. From the Coquitlam Public Library way really? back when, so I didn't yeah.
2: know they had video. Games. I thought it was just the the math games and stuff.
0: No, no man. Coquitlam yeah. Public Library doesn't mess around.
2: Interesting.
0: And I'm sure you know the other libraries are the same, right? Like well, they have yeah. a wide range uh, array of video games. Yeah, nine point five million items. And here I in just Vancouver. looked it up. No wonder they're buying all these. They're buying Elden Ring. Eight copies of Elden Ring on release. The budget for the Burnaby Public Library. Of course, I checked out Burnaby instead of Vancouver. Fourteen point one million dollars is their budget 43 million for Vancouver. Hmm. A lot of books. That is a lot of books. When was the last time you went to a library?
2: Um, about two years ago I went to a library. What did you take out? Uh, nothing. I went and recorded a podcast with, uh, the, the C4 folks, our friends over at C4. Okay, that
0: doesn't count. When was the last time you went to a library to take out a book? Do you own a library card?
2: No, I don't own a library card. The last time I went to a library was the old uh, Harewood uh, uh, Library, probably. Or no, I guess it would have been in high school. Like NDSS like library. like 9 years ago? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't go to libraries. Really? No, like, what, do you make it in your week? Every week you got to stop by the library? No, I went
0: like two months ago, though. Really? What'd yeah. you do? I, I actually grabbed a cookbook that time. Oh, okay. It's super useful. It's, it's a good place. Do you buy it? What? Did you buy the, the book? No, I borrowed it for, do you know what a library is?
2: I know what a library is, but I know what the internet is too. And like, you don't if, buy if you're just book, I know, but if you're getting a cookbook, why wouldn't you just go online for a recipe?
0: Well, I don't know. I like to read the book.
2: Okay. And you returned There's,
0: it late fees, nothing. No, no late fees. It's you free. You just is. go get a
2: card. and Then you just take out books. Yeah, is that how they the, work?
0: Yeah. Libraries are free. I Yeah. You should, you should go to the library.
2: Well, not free. Apparently all the tax money is going to this 40, 43 million dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: They're, they're free for they're those who use you. it. But keep using your local library, folks. Okay, we're done. Video. Oh games. wait, we saw to DoorDash. We're Ding. like ten minutes. Okay, no non-hockey talk out of this. I don't care what you had to eat the last week. We're also delivered by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Well, I'm trying not to I really want to bring something up. Ding <laughs> dong. I just ordered
2: DoorDash the other day here. <laughs> okay. So I'm ordering DoorDash the other day. What do I get?
0: Oh, well, it's the off season. Uh, folks. Yeah. Give I go to break. this, uh,
2: I don't know, Ortega or whatever it's called. I get some sort of bo- oh, bodega or something. I don't know. I order these fancy uh, international snacks from one of these exotic snack places on DoorDash okay. the other yep. day. 50 bucks for a bag gosh of uh it was called the movie night package okay so i get this thing and it's like all the snacks are pretty cool there's all you know like cool snacks from like i got like a chinese Kit Kat or something i got like pop from the states i got one from like hawaii this this passion fruit punch all of it pretty cool and then i get the bag of chips because it comes with like popcorn and chips and the chips is just tomato flavor it's oh. lays tomato from i don't know where it's from in uh, somewhere in asia but it's I don't know. I don't really want to try it. It's just got a bunch of to cut up tomatoes on the front.
0: No, that is not good. I would not be on board with that. Did yes, you try it? No, I haven't tried it. It's okay. sitting in the cut right now. But, uh, all right, well,
2: next time we
0: record. Yeah,
2: maybe if you let me talk about my DoorDash orders, ding dong. <laughs> okay, so What's use promo, promo code, code yeah.
0: CONVODD. Capital C, capital D is all one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery. On your first order with the DoorDash app, and, shout out Pucker Glenn and you texted up, me for the promo code. Good, good stuff. Ellie messaged me on Twitter. Doesn't have my phone number. Messaged me on Twitter. Asked for the phone number. Gave it to him. Uh, good guy, Pucker Glenn. He uh, he ordered food. Jollibee. He ordered Jollibee. Use the promo on,
2: code. Get on there now because the uh, you know me over the last uh, six weeks here I've been saying this. Don't use our promo code. Use the summer of DoorDash. Well, I guess what? Here's the deal. Summer of DoorDash is over. Okay, so now it's the fall of uh, our promo code, and I don't I mean don't, like the I fall don't of our show. Like I the, don't know. The, or the
0: <laughs> season of fall, it's coming up. I don't know how many times I have to explain to you how the promo code works, but I'll explain it once more. No matter what promotion is going on on DoorDash, that's yeah. available for all users. First-time users should be using ours because then on their next order, they can use that promo. If they use the Summer of DoorDash or whatever promo, they don't get it again. You only get that once. You can't mm-hmm. just keep using the promo you get, code. Well, you get
2: it twice a week, but it's done now.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: can you now you gotta use our promo code. You sign up at DoorDash, I don't know, take your
0: mom's email, fire her up a DoorDash account. It's all phone number, I think. Well get anyway, your mom's phone number. Regardless. Yeah, I actually did that. <laughs> all right, regardless. My name is David Grigelli. Joined as always by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Folks, I'm sorry, we're like 15 minutes in here. People are people are upset when we go overtime, but there's also people that message and they're like, "Quit cutting off Faber about his food stories." Yeah, thank and I, you, Greg. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to please everybody, but I try to keep it right down the middle here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. 15 minutes in the off season, 10 minutes in the season. Okay, but and when we go five days a week, we're not going 10 minutes. Oh, down no, talk. I won't.
2: No, I, that's no. the thing. I come here and I have all these things to talk about after three days of not yeah, uh, exactly. Podcasts. We're going to have too I'm much to s- most, talk about. I'll be the most boring person when we're going to five shows a week, which is uh, less than a month away. From yes. Getting to that point. So and you know
0: what? Someone messaged us, messaged me, and said they're going to miss the Saturday morning episodes, which is absolutely fine. Totally get it. And they said, like, you know, I'm really excited for... Uh, you guys to go five days a week, but it's gonna be hard because he he you know he said he's like I gotta listen to Halford and Bruff in the morning, then Donnie and Dolly's right after Halford right. and Bruff. He's like, but thankfully you guys are right after because we're going and looking at the twelve o'clock time slot.
2: Yeah, right after Donnie and Dolly, we're right on right
0: after Donnie and Dolly. Not with Check TV, no. But <laughs> but we'll be live. We'll have our live show five days a week. We're both very excited for it. And you know what? I wanted to mention. People say yeah, the Saturday morning episodes are great. Those come out at three in the morning. You and I ain't recording at three in the morning when those no. come out. We're recording on the Friday. So, really, not much will change because if you really want to, you can just listen to it on Saturday morning. Save it for Saturday morning. Uh, it'll be available as, as normal. Yeah, uh, people ask that. Are.
2: People have been asked that. We get asked that maybe every like month or so. Everyone's like, well, what's going to happen with the, the podcast? It's still going to be. Yep. It'll all be up on podcast. Literally, uh, just going to be minutes after we do our live
0: YouTube. More episodes in your podcast feed. That's it. Lots of them. Lots, lots of them. Do we have lots to talk about, Chris? Because Ugh. we've spent the past three days, well, you bailed on Monday, didn't talk to Vasily Putkos, and I was not invited on Monday. I actually, I actually feel really bad about that. You should. Because I found out, and I won't say how I found out, but I found out they were there, and the first person I texted was PJ, Unreal. Patrick Johnson, who's a competitor of ours, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I did it because... You know, I I know he lives close by him. and I used to be neighbors and all that. So I was like, well, you know, he's a friend as well. So I was like, you know, they're there. You want to come with me? And he said yes. So we went together. And then probably an hour into it, I was like, I wonder what Faber's doing. We just hadn't talked that day. We didn't talk on the couch waiting. (laughs) I'm
2: looking at Russian websites for news on Podkolzin (laughs) while you're talking to him. (laughs)
0: In English. He, his English is very good, and yeah. and we're going to play clips uh, from this. Someone was actually asking me to play the clips from the Pod Colson interview that we had. Uh, again, he was speaking to just PJ and I, but, man, the kid's English is really good. Like, I know you wouldn't know, but he's speaking English really well now.
2: Well, he's, from what we've heard, at least from dealing with PR, is, like, he's the best English speaker out of him, Mikheyev, Klimovic, uh, and Kuzmenko yeah. And, the, and the, you could see it actually early in practice today it was uh three of the Russian or two of the Russians and the Belarusian were out there Klimovic Podkolzin and Kuzmenko were out early working with goalies and Clarkie was just talking straight to Podkolzin to tell the rest of the guys what to do right yeah. um and we'll get into a little bit of that more later I want to talk about Ian Clark's work with these guys because it's not just about the goaltenders and we even heard that from Travis Dermott today but yeah like uh you know listening to the Podkolzin interview he man he's he's you know he's in very good spirits for sure coming to this season he was laughing so much in your guys interview with him uh, and yeah, you're right. The English has definitely improved quite a bit and likely to see it do the similar thing, continue to improve, uh, now that he's back here, but it's been good to watch these guys skate. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Like one thing he was telling me and we'll, we'll play the clip, but you know, he was talking about how a year ago, he doesn't know anybody, doesn't know the city. And now he's like a tour guide for Kuzmenko and Mikheyev, right? So that's a big change for Vasily Podkolzin. So he, he feels at home with the Canucks. Uh, here's Vasily Podkolzin himself. Talking about the additions of the Canucks, two new Russian players.
3: Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's sick, really. Yeah, I I, I like it. I, I I just met with uh, Ilya Mikheyev and uh, his wife. Uh, great guys, Kuzi. I played with Kuzi, uh, yeah, three years. Uh, great funny guy. It looks like Garly. <laughs> <laughs> big Garly. <laughs> big Garly, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's great guys. It's it's good for me. You know, good. I remember when I came in uh, Vancouver last year, uh, I thought, like I don't know nobody, I don't know guys, I don't know who is it. Like, uh, but uh, I came in, in this year, like uh, three days ago. I I feel like home, you know. Uh, I, I I went to uh, to my locker room, and everybody everybody staff guys I know yeah, it. I get hug like, yeah. Hugged, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how's the summer? How's the summer? That's that's great feel.
0: So Pod Colson dropping some. English slang there by staying saying that's sick.
2: Yeah, like that. I like when uh when some of the European players pick up. I feel like uh Elias Patterson was similar where he always said that's sick for a little bit there when he was first coming
0: over to North America. Yeah. Okay, in all seriousness, Chris, what are your expectations for Vasilipod in this year? Like like I am really curious to get your thoughts on this because obviously you follow him for a long time. You, like everybody else that's listening to this podcast, got to see his rookie year in Vancouver as well and It feels like the sky is the limit for this kid.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see him get more time on both special teams units this season. I think he's a player who you can even see in these little skates here. Like he looks like he he handles the puck and shoots the puck so strong compared to everyone else he's on the ice with. And, you know, he's skating with guys like Kizmenko and Mikheyev, who, you know, are players that we expect to play pretty high up in an NHL lineup. I just think that there's a lot to like about Pod Colson's work ethic, and I think he worked hard in the offseason. He talked to you about it, uh, you know, getting bigger and stronger and that being a focus because he's still only 21 years old. There's a lot for him to learn and a lot for him to grow into, but I think there should be no expectation less than him, you know, pushing to be a top six forward throughout the season he might start there he might work his way to that spot but the the expectations should be very high for him and, and what I'm looking for this season is what happens if or when the Canucks get into the playoffs do we see Pod Colson really start to go off like he did in the KHL right like does he take his game to that much more of a higher level when he gets into the playoffs is this just like part of his being is crushing it in the playoffs or is he a type of guy that, you know, that was a really good run for him with Scott to finish up his KHL career? Or is that the type of player? Cause if I'm a, betting man i'm betting that he is that type of player who is even better in playoff situations i think that's something that a lot of people have hoped for uh since the day he was drafted is like you know what this is the guy that you win with in the playoffs he totally proved that in the khl because his points per game you know almost tripled when he was in the playoffs compared to his regular season the final year in russia and i want to see him do that at the nhl level i want to see what type of just intensity he can get his game to once he gets to that level because I think we see it sometimes. Last year we saw him be, you know, get a push from the coach at the right time, or you know, have a bad shift and come back and be super just, you know, hard on the puck, hard on players, physicals, fast skating. And when he's doing all those things, he's a he's an absolutely huge impact on the Vancouver Canucks' lineup. I. I do worry a little bit last year that there was times where consistency was an issue. And I think that's something that happens to a lot of rookies. So looking at his second season, maybe that's the thing that I'd be looking for is consistency, right? I want, I'm not saying he was inconsistent last year, but it wasn't consistently his best performance every night. Sure. There were certain nights where you were really just blown away by the kid, but he didn't do that for, you know, 81 games or whatever he got into last year. So if he can just be consistently have that motor running at the level that, know he can do for 82 games and that'll be running pretty hot i am excited to see that type of pod calls and, and even though it didn't feel like it was a problem last year like it to me it wasn't at least the consistency in his game if he is consistently at the level that we could see him reach last year man he's gonna absolutely be a top six player for the canucks this year
0: yeah, and we won't play the audio of it, but in the conversation we had, he did talk about his offseason, and he said it was the hardest offseason he's had. He's in the gym more than he ever had been. He's working a lot on his skating, and kind of as a follow-up to that, I asked him what the biggest difference from the KHL to the NHL is, because obviously he would be uh, telling telling this stuff to Andre Kuzmenko as well as he gets ready to make the jump. Here's what Pod Colson had to say to that. What's the biggest difference from the KHL to the NHL?
3: Uh, speed, uh, level play, uh, players level, and uh, I don't know maybe all all, uh, all things like stronger, mm. pass stronger, shot stronger, uh, defenseman uh, like stronger, bigger defenseman, and uh, but the most the, the most important thing like it, it is speed. If you if you if you got this speed and then shell speed you can you can play here. Mm. And you can play in KHL so like Yeah.
0: It's hard to explain the hand motion and body language that Pod Colson was doing during the end of that answer when he was saying like you can play if you can play uh, with speed, you can play here and you can play in the KHL. He's basically saying like you can play in the KHL no problem if you're fast enough to play in the NHL. Uh, I think is what I think is what he was trying to say uh, there. But really interesting comments from Vasily Podkolzin because again like you can tell that this is a player who learned a lot aside from just the language in his first season. He learned a ton about the league and what he needs to do to be successful. And like like I said, he called it his toughest off-season yet in terms of how much work he put himself through and he's hoping it'll pay big dividends and I'd be inclined to agree with him.
2: Yeah. And I mean, kind of just, you know, he had two years over in Russia before he came over after being drafted, but in a similar way, I still think that, you know, the the situation he gets thrown into, I would, I don't want to say like he was thrown into the fire in Vancouver because everybody wanted him to succeed in the organization and everyone was going to try and help him that way. But at the same time, it's, it is a tough situation to walk into. Like I always think of it the other way around. Like, what if, uh, if Ska wanted to hire me as their as their lead reporter and podcaster and for English content, and I just had to, like, go over to the KHL and start doing this? Well, I wouldn't do that in the first place. But it, just, like, that type of situation, like, going over there would be so difficult. Uh, and coming over here, I think, might be a little bit easier coming to Canada than, than going to Russia. But for him, like, it, it was a a year for, of learning, for sure, looking at last year. And now it's almost a year, at, like, you know, passing on what you learned, right? Like you mentioned it. This is the, the stuff where he was asked about Kuzmenko there, and he he you know, he know wants to have Kuzmenko be successful on this Canucks team because he thinks he can be a piece that helps him get to the playoffs. So, um, yeah, a, a big year of learning for him last year, and this next year is going to be really interesting to see how much – just kind of overall potential can be hit even in the second year after a lot was learned last year. And I think a little bit of potential was shown, but like how much can he reach of that potential in his sophomore season as a player who uh, no questions about him, like physically, you know, how hard he's going to work, a lot of other things. And I think even like reading one of the, one of the articles that he that he was talking in in Russia uh, was just like he you know he looks at his game last year he thought he should have had twenty goals like he thought that there was a lot of chances where he should have converted on and man you can you can just see it in these skates like Colson has been loving shooting the puck like he's shooting it well he's beating goaltenders he's beating Thatcher Demko like. I don't know. I I do think if he's able to figure out that shot, and even like today I watched him, like he was at one end of the rink. And this is like when they're kind of working with Ian Clark and the goaltenders at one end, he's at one end of the rink and the, the like in his own blue line around the circle. And he goes to the other end of the rink, like rips a wrist shot that like literally goes into like the top corner of the net. And I'm just like, damn, like it was not like on an exact line, but like it was a very hard shot. Uh, And I know a lot of the players, even JT Miller, I think has brought it up. Like how hard, Pod Colson's shot actually is where Horvat called it the best shot on the team. Yeah, exactly. Like if he can figure out how to get that accuracy up a, just a tad bit better, we are talking about a player who's going to score a lot of goals in the, in the coming years. There's a reason why this kid was ridiculously talented, like as a teenager, right? He was scoring goals. So he was highly touted
0: up as a teenager. I,
2: I, I was looking at this the other day, his, his 18, his 17 year old season, no player, Uh, had played more hockey games internationally than was silly pod Colson played in 38 games uh, that year as like a 17, 18 year old player. And I just think of it like if you're really looking around like the world of hockey, playing professional games, playing international games, I, I would be surprised to see Another player that has like more games played than Vasily Podkolzin, like this dude just can't stop playing hockey. Whether it's for Russia, whether it's you know whatever thing he's doing in the summer, you know I know this summer he spent time like in a even in like charity tournaments playing with Pod or playing with uh, Ovechkin and playing with Datsuk. Like uh, I just yeah, I'm excited to see this kid because he's so committed to the sport and so committed to getting better every single off season that uh, it, it is going to be you know, expectations I think he's made for himself probably be so high, and, and I kind of share it in a similar way.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and again, we've talked about Pod Coles, and I want to shift a little bit to Kuzmenko, who we've briefly touched on, but the one thing I'll say about Kuzmenko, obviously we're not going to take too much away from a very informal skate, right? But one thing you can take away is something I was told about last week, and obviously we weren't there last week. No media was in attendance last week, but... The one thing that I was told about Andre Kuzmenko is that last week when they were having informal skates like this, when everybody would have left the ice, he was still out there and he was just ripping pucks on Archer Seelofs. And Seelofs kept, like, skating to the bench for water and Kuzmenko kept telling him to get back in the net because he wasn't done shooting. Poor yet. little kid. <laughs> well, it's so funny. He cause... needed
2: his dad out there, Quaz. <laughs> Where were you? I
0: know. I That's why I showed up on Monday. I heard they were
2: bullying little Artie. Yeah, he hasn't uh, stayed out late with Kuzmenko
0: all week. <laughs> no, not not this week, that's right, I corrected that behavior uh, But yeah, the, the point is, in all seriousness That, look, like this guy seems like his work ethic is pretty high And look, from what we've seen, again, it's a very informal skate And obviously you can't take too many things away It's just that he moves well And it looks like he has a good understanding, like Pod Colson, And probably comes from Pod Colson to be honest with you Of what he needs to do to succeed in the NHL I'm very excited to watch this guy play, Chris I think with Kuzmenko,
2: there are certain things you can take away, and it's little things to me when I'm watching like these skates. Of okay, watch when you know so Kyle Burrows and Travis Dermott are out there, and they are snapping hard wrist, you know, almost like wrist shot like passes to these players on their sticks. And Kuzmenko just seems to have that like that pillowy feel on your blade where you can just receive passes. Like watch you watch these skates and you watch how Danila Klimovich receives a pass. And a lot of the time he doesn't like the puck bounces off of a stick it's not soft and you know he's able to corral it it's it's more kind of you know a struggle or he has to one touch it it's it's almost like in soccer you know you watch these guys when like the ball's up in the air and a play on and like these soccer players can somehow just like one touch it and it's right in front of them instead of like touching their foot and bouncing all over the place. It's it's similar in hockey, right? What guy that can receive a pass at an NHL pace is massive. And that's what Kuzmengo looks like. Like he has no problems. He has nice enough hands to just receive hard passes, even in his skates. Like I have been impressed with just his hands and ability to, to, to get passes, be able to skate. Like he's got a lot of, kind of tricks up his sleeve as well when it comes to uh his work on the boards going around defenders. Like there are certain things that you really like about uh Kizmenko's so far from these gates. And you're right, we can't take away a ton. They're not playing in these massive scrimmages. They're mm-hmm. not in preseason games yet. But absolutely like it's not going to say, oh he's for sure gonna you know he's gonna score thirty. He's absolutely gonna score thirty, but you can kind of just see the way that he's skating on the ice, you know, controlling the puck, shooting the puck there are NHL qualities to everything that we've seen in the skate so far. There would be nothing that I've seen from Kazmenko that makes me think that he's, you know, if you're just looking at these guys, take all the numbers off their jersey, blank face, they don't all look the same. Mm-hmm. He looks like an NHL player out on the ice. Like, you look at Klimovich, he doesn't look like an NHL player on these ice. You look at, you know, even certain guys that are receiving the puck, like, it's it's a different feel, the puck going on to... Because stick than it is like even Kyle Burrows or Brady Keeper, who Alex are like Chase on or Chase on even like the way that they receive passes or get their shots off mm-hmm. like there's there's some there's some real good things in Kuzmenko's game that you see so far.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Kuzmenko is going to be better than Alex Chase on Kyle Burrows and Brady. Keeper. Better scorer than than all three of them. Hot take, Chris. All right. Uh, we'll cut to break there. Uh, on the other side, we'll, we'll touch on a few more things, including chase on Chris, and then I'm going to talk some goalies that we oh, saw out there this week. So keep it locked. Keep it loaded on Canucks Conversation. Before we go any further into the episode, we have to give a quick shout-out to our friends at Montana's. Montana's is the barbecue expert in Canada. They smoke their ribs in-house every day, and then they sauce and fire grill them to order. Montana's legendary All-You-Can-Eat Ribs promotion is on now, seven days a week until the end of summer. Come in for All-You-Can-Eat Ribs and get Montana's messy to win weekly prizes. Chris, do you have a little Montana story for us? I uh,
2: tell so you, go get the apple uh, butter barbecue sauce, the best sauce they got there. And listen, the ribs are great. Do the All-You-Can-Eat Ribs. If you're not in the mood for ribs, four cheese spin dip. They got an incredible spinach dip in Montana's. You know it. And and you can find the barbecue sauce at the store as well. Take home a bottle with you. you Apple butter barbecue. Excellent stuff.
0: So be sure to go visit Montana's where they have certified smoke and grill masters doing all of the barbecuing with seven locations throughout British Columbia. Shout out to Nanaimo including Nanaimo, British Columbia, Langley, Tawasin, Prince George, Victoria, Fort St. John, and Kelowna. Be sure to go check out Montana's Barbecue and Bar today.
4: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect
2: role, like me.
0: And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. Folks, if you want to advertise with us, shoot us a message. We have some ad options available, especially heading into the new season when we move to five days a week. Chris, I want to wrap up this conversation about uh, being out at eight rinks. And I wanted to talk about Alex Jason. We had something up today on CanucksArmy.com about Chason, and obviously he's an unrestricted free agent still. Skating with the Canucks, though. We saw him at these skates. He's been given permission by the team, or as Rob Williams pointed out, has the team been given permission to skate with the great Alex Chason? We don't really know, but we do know that Alex Chason's out there. You and I had the chance to speak with him yesterday, and look, this is a guy looking for an NHL contract. Doesn't seem like the Canucks are going to be able to give it to him, but... I wouldn't be surprised. This isn't a report. This is literally just based on him being around the team, him knowing Bruce Boudreaux. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a PTO to come to camp with the Canucks and then kind of go from there and see what happens.
2: Yeah, I just I don't know if he fits in an NHL roster for the Canucks, anyways. I mean, because he's a
0: power play specialist, right? And, and, and he Kuzmenko, talked about it. Minko's going to be there. I yeah, think.
2: he told us that. Like, you know, it's not just about the Canucks here. It's about him thinking he could still play in the NHL somewhere. Uh, and this is an opportunity for him to maybe get to that. I just find it very difficult. He even said like it was you know, the Canucks have a lot of depth here on the at the wings. He he's very well aware of what the forward group looks like in Vancouver and it's gonna be tough for him uh track thrust, but it good to to see him skating. I know he wasn't out there today, but uh last couple days getting Chase on involved in the practice and everything, you know, he yeah. I don't know, he is what he is. Like it's he probably does have the ability to still be on, like, a power play unit in the NHL and you know, a guy who maybe plays on your fourth line. Sure. But do the Canucks need that? No. no they don't they really don't. need that type of player at all. But, you know, he's a great guy. It's nice to talk to him. Uh, he's he's an absolute, like, pro. Like, you could just I, – I enjoy talking to Chase on quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if this is the best spot for him to be, like, you know, tr- even trying on a PTO somewhere. Like, I think there's a lot of other teams that would be a better spot for him. Just kind of, and I think he might be aware of that a little bit, just kind of in the way we are talking with him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, there's really not much to say about Chase on, like you said, is what he is. But yeah. there is something to talk about in the crease, Chris. <laughs> oh yeah, he I shouldn't. He shouldn't have done that public knowledge.
4: That's uh, that's a big no no. I don't know. You know, I, I can't really give the time and date, or else I feel like Nona's shoe will be flying across
0: <laughs> North America, Right to hit me in the head. I think we spent half an hour talking about a backup goaltender. All right, get out of
2: here, Woodley. All right. Faber's going to be. Faber's
0: going to be very pissed. You know, I don't like to say bad things about goaltenders. That's right. It's time for goalie talk. And a guy who hasn't been at eight rinks yet getting in work with the goaltenders... Michael DiPietro, whose camp asked for a trade out of Vancouver. Uh, He's at some Washington rookie meeting thing or something like that. Dollywell put it out there. Point is, he's not there. He's not at eight rinks. They can say whatever they want uh, of why he's not there, but the point is is that every other goaltender in the organization is here. He's not. There's four guys ahead of him, uh, I believe, on the depth chart internally and externally, like I think you can kind of look at it and see where Mikey lands with this organization right now. Uh, But let's talk about the goalies who have been on the ice, Chris, and that's Colin Delia, the newcomer, Archer Seelovs, followed by Spencer Martin and Thatcher Demko. The reason I put Thatcher Demko and Martin last is because that's probably your NHL tandem, and those are the last guys to come out uh, in these skates. Yeah, they've
2: been a group together. I know even today, uh, today it was Delia and Seelovs together. Tuesday it was... Uh, Demko and Martin kind of working there. So that seems to be the groups, at least, what we're looking
0: at. Yeah, and and I would would hedge a bet that that is your... Those are your two tandems. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you can guess based on Thatcher Demko's presence, which is the NHL one and which is the AHL one. But I do believe that the backup job is Spencer Martin's to lose. Now, I'll, I'll explain why. This comes from conversations with Martin, comes from conversations with Delia as well. Um, Again, like Delia is really excited to bring structure to his game, right? He, He talked with us about his time in Chicago and how he, you know, he always showed flashes and he could just never get that structure in his game and he never. Had a goalie coach who was introducing as much structure as he feels like Ian Clark is now. And it's a lot of new concepts uh, for any goal that comes to this organization. But Delhi is young enough, Chris, at 28 years old. Sure. I should look that up. No, it doesn't. No, just keep going. It doesn't really matter. Okay, well, you look it up in the meantime because you just sit there while I talk anyway. No, I have something to add on, So, I'm excited about that. Uh, but yeah, Colin Delia, my point is he's young enough to pick up the new concept still. And, you know, he, he spoke with us about how challenging sometimes it can be and how, you know, the shuffles, uh, 28, being, 28 nailed it. Uh, the shuffles when you're kind of upright and the pucks being cycled up high, how different that is for him. Uh, cause before he's a guy who has a lot of power in his legs, right? Uh, being locked and loaded low is what goalie coaches were teaching him cause he has so much power. Um, in his legs, but it's much more efficient was the word that he used, his words, not mine, uh, when he was speaking about Ian Clark's goaltending system. Yeah, he uh, looks
2: a little different just even, I guess stance is what you'd call it? Yep. Like, he, he looks a little different. Um, then, almost like the angle of his pads, maybe. Yes. Like,
0: more uh, upright.
2: Or no, more kind of like angled open. down.
0: Yeah, open. Yeah. You know who he looks like?
2: Uh, you, well, he looks like a fool with those red pads <laughs> that he's wearing, if I'm being 100% honest. We should
0: have asked him when he's getting oh, new Oh my pads.
2: goodness, yeah. For people, I guess, I don't know if you've seen pictures online or anything of
0: Delia. What is it, yeah. Delia? Delia? No, 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 Delia, Delia. Delia? Delia, okay. Some people say Delia. Right, Delia. We could have also asked him, hey, how do you pronounce your name? Yeah,
2: but I hate asking that question to I know people. they, And I think they hate it, too. Oh, yeah. So they're
0: all, just say it however
2: you want. And you're like, well, that doesn't help at all. That doesn't help. Well, you know, today, Travis Dermott, he uh, he liked a few of my questions. He told me a couple he, times he I, I had great good, questions. threw a great
0: question at you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Two times
2: he said I had great questions. Um, But, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, uh, did you, you hear woodley going off about this all the time in the stands you can't shut up woodley so you just have to listen to him he's saying that uh delia is like he runs uh like a leather yeah i don't know they make a he's got a leather company out in chicago with his wife or something yes, yeah that's kind of cool yeah he, he seems like a, a character for sure i'll probably get uh more to chat with him out in abbotsford <laughs> as the season goes on but he seems like a talker i missed him on monday when you guys chatted with him because someone didn't invite me on
0: Monday. We didn't talk to him on Monday. We spoke with him on Tuesday when you were there. Oh yeah, that's
2: right. I didn't want to go on. You're just chat
0: missing. You were there, weren't you?
2: Yeah, I was there on Tuesday. I just oh didn't. Yeah, I you left. left. <laughs> I left. I said, "Well, I don't, I'm not here to talk about it." The only thing I'd ask was to be about those red pads, and the, you guys didn't even ask it.
0: Yeah, because we had some good questions for him. We yeah. had good stuff. You up and there. Woodley
2: just drooling the whole oh, time. Oh whatever. You and him,
0: you're wearing Ingle hats together. <laughs> uh, but I should say about Colin Delia. He spoke with us about his car. His Tesla. Right. Uh, And we asked him about it and he joked. He was like, oh, just a a blue collar working man's car. Uh, (laughs) He's joking, obviously. But, um, you know, he he did point out that he's a big environmentalist guy. He's from California. Uh, And he said, he's like, I'm just trying to fit in with the locals here. Driving up his uh, his Tesla with the Illinois plates so on it's,
2: them. it's better than the Russians all piling <laughs> into one car <laughs> yeah,
0: together. Yeah. the Russians all sharing one well, hey, one
2: vehicle. Yeah, they're saving the environment too. That's they're all right. carpooling that's together.
0: That's right. Yeah, if you yeah put your money where your mouth is, Colin Delia. Yeah,
2: we're yeah start carpooling with Artie. Yeah, or no, he's with the Russians. <laughs> he is with the Russians. Yeah, that's right.
0: You're right. Uh, okay, but but seriously, who's driving that car.
2: Have you seen the who's driving the the car for the Russians? I
0: think it's Pod Colson but I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure. I'm right. not 100 percent sure. We'll
2: get the inside info tomorrow
0: yeah i i can tell you it's not klimovich because when i was leaving klimovich was walking out and i parked like two cars away from that car uh and klimovich was standing by the back seat so he didn't even get shotgun being the first one there well, of
2: course he's like 16 on his own because manko gets that.
0: shotgun i'm sure no who who gets shotgun in that i'm gonna car? guess
2: mikhayev's driving why would you guess Mikhaev's driving because he's been in north america the longest
0: oh that's a good guess <laughs>
2: yeah i feel like that's a pretty good guess and pod but And he hasn't the, been in Vancouver the longest that's pod true. Colson, so you gotta wonder
0: I'm saying okay I'm going off this also I feel like I've interrupted you a lot today I had a bunch of coffee I'm sorry about that's that fine. but you like when I have the coffee so. well
2: it's nice when you talk every once in a while too. yeah
0: now now I just now you can't <laughs> shut me up plus we're in the goalie segment this is our I, I just that's right so I'm putting Mikheyev in the driver's seat okay I'm putting pod Coles in the passenger seat because mm. he needs to navigate mm. right and yeah. translate now hear me out Andre kuzmenko in the back seat but his phone is the one that's connected to Bluetooth. He's got Aux. No. No, you, you don't even start with me. Kuzmenko's going, posting all that house music on yeah. his Instagram stories all off-season. You don't think music. they're getting turned up to some Russian uh, Russian hip-hop? Yeah, but you know what?
2: This, is what? this is just what I hear. I don't know this. No one's told me. This is just what I hear Rumor on the street. Everybody loves Archer C. Loves. Like, they love him. Like, they, they all really like him. Yes. More than you. They actually like him as a person. Mm-hmm. They th- like he's a cool dude according to these people out yep. uh, in was for that chat with and everything i think he's the one playing music no but i think the back seat is pod colson sealovs and Klimovich. the youngest 3 you get that's a back just not practically Who, who's, who's navigating
0: who's navigating
2: the the gps no yeah no why not
0: cuz that that's hard to figure so, out man so you think that pod colson's showing the guys how to get to scotia barn I, not only do I think he's navigating no beautiful Burnaby, British Columbia, I also think he's helping them get home and get to restaurants around. Oh, yeah, telling them, but they don't need him in the front He's not seat. barking from the third row, right? He's in the passenger seat. I'm telling you. I doubt it. We'll figure that That's out. That's what tomorrow. we're going to figure out tomorrow. That's the big question on everybody's mind. People want to yeah. know. So hit us up at Canucks Convo. Tell us your ideal car setup for the Russian's vehicle. Uh, and Archer Silov's. So obviously, he's not Russian. And Klimovich. And Klimovich, yeah. Uh, they they both ride in that vehicle as well. Yeah, Spacious? it was funny.
2: Yeah, it was funny hearing uh Dermot talk about them, like all the Russians coming. He's like, yeah, he's like it's madness out there sometimes <laughs> when they get going in Russian. He's like, I don't know what's going on out there.
0: Yeah, now it's Dermot who can't. And he can't was speak like saying language. that he
2: like yeah because he was with Maceo for a couple of years and yeah, that, uh, interesting stuff I thought from Dermot too talking about. That. Yeah, and we'll touch on that before we get to the poll question because this kind of relates to it. Um, just hearing Dermot talk about like how. McKayev not only has the speed but the hands to go with it is interesting and I think that's something that I like to hear because I think the question about McKayev is the finishing right like is he going to be able to finish when you be able to use all that speed and skill that he has but that's something that Dermot was like you know I'm so happy that I don't have to play against him because he has so much speed. He's so physical, he has the hands, and he's just a difficult player to play against, which is probably a big reason why he's successful uh, on the penalty kill, and yeah, he was saying, you know, it's it's similar to, you know, there are players that have flat-out speed, like, you know what, you could bring him up now, Jake for Tannen, like, has a ton of speed, for sure, you know, he was a very fast skater, but he couldn't do anything with his hands, his hands couldn't keep up to his feet, uh, and that just didn't lead to anything. Um, you look at Connor McDavid, his feet are so fast, but his hands are might even be faster. And that's something that Dermott kind of brought up. He's like, in a, in comparing McKayev to McDavid, there's obviously things that McKayev can't do that McDavid can. But what he was saying was in a similar way, his hands are able to keep up with his feet the way that McDavid's are. And that's huge. I obviously doesn't have, you know, I'm not making the comparison here, but at least like... Dermot's there, making the comparison, there are not players, you. Yeah, there are players that have a ton of speed and can't figure it out because their hands aren't that good. And he was saying that's not a problem with Mikhaev at all. His hands are absolutely able to keep up with his feet. And you can just see it in these skates. Like Mikheyev is quick, man. He takes one stride and I swear he's off. Like he, he just needs one little kick of the skate and he's already off to such quick speed that it almost blows you away. Like him coming around a cone and just making one quick kick and it's just like he's off. He's almost up to full speed at
0: that point. So do you think he's going to take a step this year? Because that's, that's the big question, I think, at least, is is he going to take that step that I, I think that the Canucks believe he can take? You don't give a guy that kind of contract if you think he's going to be a third-line penalty killer like he was for the Leafs. You give that to a guy who you think is going to be a really productive second line forward. Maybe he has to play on your third line, but it's going to be really productive for you. Yeah, a top nine player for sure.
2: And I do think, you know, I think I talked about on, on the last episode, the more and more I thought about it and looked at the situation, the Canucks were going out and getting a player who's going to help their penalty kill a time with this. He's obviously going to be a player who I think plays in your top nine uh, for sure, probably top six moments. And I think he's another guy that can move around lines and make lines look very different as well. Bring something else to a Canucks top six that makes maybe one of the lines doesn't have or is lacking speed and he's something that kind of jolts them up a little bit. I think that's the type of player he's going to be and uh, yeah, I think the expectation for him is to do at least what he did last year with the Leafs and now be given maybe a little bit more opportunity at five on five, be playing with some really strong line mates, uh, but also be massive on the penalty kill. So yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to what McKay can do. And I guess that can kind of move us into our poll question here because I found it kind of interesting where McKay uh, stacking up on that poll.
0: Before we do that, we'll get to the poll. Nice try on the transition. I like that. That would really be otherwise good. be good. Uh, let's play your question along with his answer, Travis Dermott, the one he called a great question because it was a great question, and Travis Dermott gave an equally great response, and he's talking about the loaded forward group and how that affects him and his defensive compadres. <laughs> as, as a defense, when we
2: look at this roster, we look at the changes in even. Like they added a forward, the forward group feels really deep. Like top nine, you can, you know, you have guys like he was might not be able to sneak in. There was a top six player a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. As a defenseman, like looking at the defensive court, you look at it as kind of like a challenge for the defenseman, and also step up. It feels like the forward group is going to be one of the top strong ones in the league for depth wise. Like, what mm-hmm. does it look like from a defense point of view and how you guys need to help carry the load as well?
4: Yeah, for sure. Great, uh, great question. Um, I think just the, as a whole team perspective we look at how how we did last year after Bruce came in and I think the whole team can kind of build off that you know everywhere I mean the goalies were great Demmer was lights out you know our, our forwards were lights out you know we had some forwards really set some milestones and push themselves individually and I think that's just the D is just gonna come with it um, if those if those two categories keep pushing like they did at the end of last year you know I, f- I feel like our D did pretty well um, kind of learning and following that up and, and not being the, the lackadaisical part of the team. Um, and I think we're just going to force each other to get better every day. You um, already feel it kind of in here. You know, guys are pushing each other early. We had some kind of like soft one-on-one battles in the corner, but it wasn't soft at all. <laughs> that uh, that was out of the question quick. So I think if we just keep that kind of mentality going, um, then like you said, the uh, the powerhouse forward uh, forwards will kind of push us to be powerhouse uh, D-men too.
0: Now, we won't play the audio. Interesting stuff from Dermot, of course. But we won't play the audio of this. But I asked him if he has any expectations for himself this season or any goals. And obviously he said, I don't really have many goal goals. Like, he's not looking to put up the points. But he did say he wants to get more involved in the offense. Uh, Spoke about how Bruce Boudreaux wants him to get more involved in the offense. And that's something that Bruce was... Kind of trying to get him on board with toward the end of last season. It's something he said he's going to work on this year. So it should be interesting. You even asked him about Jack Rathbone. Uh, said he's heard a lot about him. He's looking forward to the chance uh, at maybe playing alongside him. We'll see how that all shakes out. A lot of questions. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, with the bottom pairing.
2: I wonder how much he's heard about him. If, like, uh, you know, is that the third pairing that we see together or is that the battle for who plays on the third I pairing? Think, right? I think it could be both.
0: Yeah, I genuinely think it could be both. He,
2: you know, he's aware. He's aware of the guy who's graduates. I liked what he was saying. Was like, you know, he remembers a few years ago when he was that graduating prospect coming up to play for the Leafs. And now it's, uh, how are you saying, you know, joking around, 25-year-old guy, but he's saying he's getting pretty old now, feeling like a veteran. <laughs> yeah, uh, that so was very I tell you, yeah, Dermot was great, was, uh, great to
0: chat with. I liked their uh, yeah. conversation with him. Yep. Good guy. Good guy. All right. It's time for our episode 292, Atlas Goods. Poll question, folks. Go to locally owned atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 to get 15% off your first order of pop rinds. Folks, go
2: out and try the pop rind. If you haven't tried them, they're not that expensive. You use the promo code
0: 15% off. Boom, try. they're good. They're good. They pop like popcorn. You yeah. get a lot of bang for your buck. Again, you put them
2: on your charcuterie board and then, then you're all set. You don't right. need anything else. That's right. You, you need like that. less
0: than half a cup of that's these things to get a full snack, folks. Yep. So go check it out atlasgds.com, Promo code CC15. 15% off your first order of pop rinds. They are fresh, delicious pork rinds straight from your air fryer or
2: microwave. I'm going out and getting some uh, I'm gonna make one of those boards here pretty quickly. I got uh, going to Granville Island, get some meat and cheese from you know my spots out there. Go to that pickle spot too. Oh yeah. Well I'm I just ran out of those pickles, so I gotta go They're back fantastic. and get some more. Yeah. Taking that uh and the cheese. I like uh, I like the old uh Old Gouda cheese. I'm a big Gouda. Yeah. Gouda yeah. is kind of my go-to. That and the mozzarella. Anyways.
0: I like a good brie. You put it, and then you put the pop rinds on there. brings the whole thing together. That's right. Okay. So, yeah. Atlas goods. Check them out. Our poll question today. Who are you most excited to see play next season? Andre Kuzmenko, Ilya Mikheyev, Curtis Lazar, and as always, I'm angry. Chris, so far 73%. Yeah, before
2: you tell me what, uh, you told me to throw Lazar
0: on this list. What's he got? 3%. Shout 3%. out to the Lazar family. Okay. Well, you were, you know, what were other options, right? Dakota I was thinking Joshua. Spencer Martin. Yeah,
2: okay. You know, what is it, 958 save percentage last year? Who's
0: going to say they're most excited to see the backup play?
2: You and all your little goalie freaks online here. You and the Ingold crew. I wouldn't even vote
0: for that. I wouldn't even vote for Spencer Martin. Get a Martin. retweet
2: from Ingold uh, Magazine <laughs> and they'd be blowing it up.
0: So shout out to the Lazar family making up 3% of our voters uh, voting for Curtis Lazar. But, okay, in my defense... BC boy, a right-handed center Hello, pe- kills who penalties. kills penalties. You should be damn excited to see this guy play. Not sure. as much as Kuzmenko, admittedly, uh, who is leading the vote. Obviously, with 73%. Ilya Mikheyev with 20%, as I said, Lazar with 3 and 4% that... of people saying they are angry. 14? Sorry? I'm angry? 14? Four, four. I
2: oh, just wow. Said four. See, people are getting excited for hockey again. It's good to see down to 4% on the I'm angry crew. I are you surprised that uh, the Kazmenko to McKeough thing is like seventy twenty?
0: No, I don't think so. Really, one of these guys led the KHL in scoring or, or second, second in the KHL in scoring, and the, the other, other guy one played actually, on the Maple Leafs third line. Yeah, but
2: he actually played
0: in the NHL. I know, and he but actually
2: was like people, one of the leaders in shorthanded goals. Okay,
0: people in this market had a chance to see McKeough play already sure. for three years, right? People haven't had the
2: chance to see Kuzmenko play. Yeah, but nobody saw a video of uh, Andre Kuzmenko beating McDavid in a race down the ice either.
0: No, they didn't, but they saw Kuzmenko doing a lot of other stuff thanks to you. Yeah. No,
2: I'm saying I just – I I don't know. I, I If you're looking at, like, who makes a bigger impact on the lineup like this season – I'm not putting all my money on Kuzmenko over Mikheyev.
0: Sure, but that's not what the question is.
2: More excited to watch. uh, I'm more excited. You're more
0: excited to watch Mikheyev than Kuzmenko. No, I'm. I'm. I'm Yeah, there you go.
2: I'm more excited to watch Kuzmenko.
0: Couldn't even play devil's advocate. If I he was tried. trying
2: to, yeah, but
0: uh, Oh, gotta be more excited for Kuzmenko. Come yeah, on. you have to. I mean, it's, it's an unknown quantity. Yeah, and everything I've seen or from commodity. Why well, just threw.
2: whatever? Everything oh. I've seen from him at uh, on the ice here has been like uh, really exciting and fun and and good and skilled. Like, yeah, there's a lot to like about him so far.
0: I'm excited. Sure. I'm very excited. Again, yeah. he was doing work, looking like they were doing some sort of like power play retrieval drill. Kuzmenko was at the behind the net there.
2: That's a spot, man. Yep. Oh, well, that's where he scored all of his power play points bruce wasn't was, uh, there, there today week.
0: watching that but you bet bruce knows about
2: that yeah and you could hear even you know on uh on last episode with uh with scouch there joining us like he you know there are a lot of uh trans transitional skills does that sound right that sounds like i just i'm in a yeah, job sure, interview right there right. Yeah, he's got a lot of skills that look transferable transferable skills that's what you oh, say oh yeah that's right that's right well i'm a uh, good thing i already got a job but um yeah, I think it's going to be exciting to see. I'm also still very curious to see where he fits in the lineup, what makes the most sense, how does Boudreaux like to use him. Uh, it was cool to see Boudreaux show up to practice and just like watch all the players skate over like it was like – you know, it's like these uh like the peewee skaters when there's an NHL guy that shows up to the ring. They were all so excited to go like you know, Bud Colson goes over, gives him a hug. Like he sat with Mickey for a little bit on the bench just chatting with him. It just shows I think like what uh, what a really good coach could do for for players is huge. And now the Canucks had that with Bruce Boudreaux. And I know he talked about his training camp a little bit today when he was on six fifty. Um, you know, big hour on six fifty there, Bruce Boudreaux and David Quadrelli in the eight o'clock hour. Um so I yeah, it was you know, I expect it to be a really good training camp, but it was it was cool to hear Boudreaux say that um, his training camps are more like game action, scrimmage yes. plays. Like it's going to be uh, a lot of what they got to prepare for here with preseason just around the corner. So that that was exciting for me because yeah, it's a. Uh... You know, I like all the, you know, I'm not, I'm just to be honest. I don't love going to practice, just watching all these BS little drills. I know they have to do it. It's more fun when they get like scrimmages going and, you know, Tyler Mott and Adam got out of dropping the gloves because the scrimmage gets too intense. Like that's what I want as a media member going to these practices. I don't want to see, you know, well, the stuff that we're seeing this week is very simple passes, plays a couple shots, and, you know, you try not to hit Demko in the mask, even though it's been two days in a row now where Demko's taking a puck off the face.
0: One of which came off the stick of Ian Clark. Yeah, that was... Uh, a m- clapper from the hash wire. Yeah, so
2: there goes uh, there goes that great relationship between those <laughs> two. But, yeah, the other one was Klimovic today, ripping one from the slot right into Demko's mask. And, uh, yeah, you can see Klimovich, like, felt pretty bad. Skated over, apologized, and stuff like that. But that's the goalie life, man. Part that's why I never want to do that.
0: Part of the job. You ever
2: get that back when you were playing goalie in uh, road hockey? Absolutely. And, uh, well, no, here's what I, you know, I'm not even knowing. You don't know what I'm going to say. So what I'm going to say do you get a dirty, wet tennis ball, and that hits you right in the mask, and it would just blow up. On, like, it would hit the mask, obviously stop, but all the water would still go on your face. No, I usually played with the orange ball. Right? Orange ball?
0: Yeah, the ball hockey. Yeah, ball. yeah, I know.
2: Well, not not uh, see that we were before your time. We didn't have orange balls when I was growing up. Oh no, it was more tennis balls. Mm. Herewood Elementary, the the hockey court that we played on was slanted, so it was really told me this, yeah. really good going down, hard going up. The yeah, ice tilt. Yeah, you were yeah. telling me about. Things. Like the ball, if you dropped it, it would roll like roll <laughs> down towards the one net.
0: And yeah, we got to get out there and play a little hacky. Get me in, that. Yeah. That'd be fun. I got three sticks
2: sitting in uh, my living room here. Yeah, you do. They're on display. One of them is a Louis Erickson yeah, well, stick. Yeah, somebody asked me about it the other day. I said, yeah, one's a Louis Erickson stick.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a good
2: one. The other two, my two sniping sticks put, uh, put the ball in the turkey hole a Put the years ball in the turkey. <laughs> All
0: right, we'll close it out there. Do you have anything to add before I close yeah, it out? Yeah, I
2: got an entire prospects report that you're just trying to snip. No, right no, no. Right
0: See, this is, this is why. I take some criticism, and I'm ready now. I'm learning... I was about to close it out, but instead, I ask you if you have something, and of course you do. So go ahead. The floor is yours. I'm I'm totally sure. listening. All right. Elise Petterson Lucas Forsell, they win gold
2: at the uh, the Four Nations Tournament. Good for them. Petterson was great. Uh, I'm just going to roll through all this stuff. LeCarrie Mackey, he's back in Al He's playing uh, with his team over there. What are they? Uh, Jurgarden? He's back with them over there, so it's kind of good to see him getting into games. He had four shots in his first uh, preseason game with Osvenskine. Four shots on net. Uh, six shots total, I believe. Jonathan Myrenberg, he's also in the Osvenskine. He's loaned to that team. Boom. Top pairing minutes you're getting from Myrenberg right now. Really like to see that uh, for the young right shot, Swede. Really good. Let me talk about Zlodiev. You know, we don't talk about Zlodiev enough on this show. He's He won't stop scoring in preseason action. Every time I look at a, a box score of his SA, of his KHL team, he's got a goal. I'm looking, I think he has something like five goals in something like seven games of KHL preseason. So looking really good. He's playing, he's not playing center anymore, with Spartak. He's playing third line right winger, Uh, but good spot for, for him to kind of continue to develop. And I'll be speaking with Connor Lockhart uh, like tomorrow, I think. I can't remember. We're chatting here soon now that he uh, wraps up his camp here pretty quick.
0: Very exciting. So that's it. Prospects
2: report update.
0: We're done. We got to go. Fantastic. Great job. For my co-host, Chris Faber, my name is Dave Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you,
2: Jim?